and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're asking the question, does E.T. come in peace? That's correct. Does E.T. come in peace? Now, this first article comes to us from the Jerusalem Post. That's jpost.com, dated January 31st, 2023, written by Mariv Online. I guess that's the title. It says, Alien Expert, They Don't Come in Peace. Malcolm Robinson has researched UFO sightings and alien abductions for decades and is one of the experts in the field. It says Malcolm Robinson is one of the leading alien experts in Britain and wrote over 10 books on the subject. After analyzing lots of incidents connected with aliens during the last decades, while according to him, most alien sightings have relatively simple explanations Robbins claims that there are still a lot of sightings he couldn't explain. Well, this is what we'd expect. Lots of times people see things, they don't, they don't uh, know what they are, they're not able to rule out simple explanations such as satellites or airplanes or whatever. But a lot of these reports, a substantial number of these reports, are quite frankly unexplainable. It goes on, it says, the mystery is real. Talking to the Daily Star, he said, while we can analyze and explain most of the unidentified flying objects, there are still some that remain a question mark. It's a small percentage that I and my colleagues from around the world are trying to solve. What is certain is that the UFO mystery is real. Very real. It was with us all the time. We can see it in Renaissance paintings and ancient cave paintings. These strange shapes and beings. Now, I have to agree with this. This whole UFO phenomena isn't just something that popped up in the 20th or 21st century. This has been around for millennia. He says, when asked about what they, what they could want from us, Robinson answered, they have their own agenda. We can't know for sure. Only yes. I can't assure you that they are coming in peace because of the UFO abductions that happened around the world. That's a good point. How can you call it peaceful if people are being abducted and have these terrible experiments run on them, and even sometimes in cases of being sexually assaulted, reportedly? The renowned researcher was pulled into the world of UFOs when he was 20 years old when he tried to prove that all the sightings were invented and failed. I started to debunk these things because I was sure aliens didn't exist, he explained. I was wrong. Since then, he began to give presentations in Britain, Europe, and in the U.S., where he discussed his theories with people like Amanda Holden and Steven Spielberg. Later, he founded the first Association for UFOs and Paranormal Activity in Scotland called Strange Phenomena Investigations in 1979. When asked how aliens look in his opinion, Robertson said that the most frequent sightings that he reported don't look different from the creatures we usually see in films and television. They are creatures about the height of small children with blue-gray skin, big heads shaped like a pear, and black eyes. There is no sign of sexual organs. These figures are the beings that were seen together with the UFOs. Now, these are the classic gray aliens that are reported so often. It says, uh, under the abductions, his long years of research led him to analyze some dramatic incidents, including the first reported alien abduction that happened on August 17, 1992, where two residents of Edinburgh, Gary Wood and Colin Wright, were supposedly abducted. When he wrote about the incident in one of his best-selling books, Robinson described, quote, the two had an amazing and frightening experience that stayed with them until this day. They were driving on the road, 70 a.m., on a stretch described as empty, when they were stopped in front of a disc-shaped object 
with two layers definitely looking out of place, hovering 20 meters, that'd be what, 65 feet, above the road. Yeah, I think that would look definitely out of place, a giant flying saucer hovering 65 feet over the highway. Some days, the pair, some days after, the pair noticed they had lost their memory and started to suffer from headaches. After a short while, the expert got involved to analyze the incident and sent the two to hypnosis in order to get a better understanding of what happened that night. The hypnotherapist, Helen Walters, is a good friend of mine and took the treatment of Gary and Colin very seriously, he wrote. Now, a lot of people um, kind of dismiss the whole notion of hypnosis. Uh, I, happen to, I happen to know somebody, an older gentleman, I'm near 80 now, who was a certified hypnotherapist uh, years ago. I had a long conversation with him about this, and the more I talked to him, the more uh, I became convinced that there is some real value in the whole uh, notion of hypnotherapy, uh, how it works, what it does, the kind of effects it can have on people. It almost seems to me like sometimes these people that are abducted are subjected to some sort of uh, hypnotic uh, procedure, and that's what causes them to have this brain fog or this loss of memory. And maybe hypnotherapy is the only way to recover those memories. I don't know, but it's just a thought. It says, during the hypnosis, they remembered that three small entities took them into the flying object and held them there for a certain period. Robertson concluded they stayed in shock about what happened to them. Their lives may have changed, but they stayed in the same, but they stayed the same people they were before, just with a different perspective on life. Well, that's true. We don't know really, though, uh, how much physical damage was done or how much um, psychological damage was done. I want to take a look here in a minute and go over that article uh, about the Stanford study that showed real physical damage from people that uh, came in contact with these UFOs. If these things came in peace, you think that they would be able to uh, avoid that. Now, this other article I have here, kind of concerning the same guy, this is from uh, mirror.cu.uk. It says, top investigators says aliens have an agenda, and it's not a peaceful one. And it says, uh, Malcolm Robinson, a leading UFO expert who has investigated dozens of sightings over an impressive 45-year career, says aliens don't come in peace and have an agenda. It's written by Lizzie McAllister, and it says, and Dave Clark dated January 30th, 2023. A leading UFO expert has warned that aliens don't come in peace after spending 45 years investigating potential extraterrestrial sightings. Malcolm Robertson has written 10 books on aliens and described what he thinks they look like. It says, uh, one of the UK's leading extraterrestrial specialists, Robertson has researched incidents over the decades and claims they have carried out abductions. Although many sightings are unexplainable, he says that there were also several incidents over the years that are still not fully understood. And Robertson has warned that aliens have agendas, although it's not, your, not yet clear what it is. Well, you know, clearly the people that have claimed to have been abducted, there, there are multiple solid cases where they found implants in these folks. You can watch some of these documentaries. These implants act in ways that are completely not natural. Uh, they try to, sometimes they try to get away from the surgeon as he's cutting them out. They're made of materials frequently that are not found on earth. Uh, they're putting off, uh, they're, they're, they're broadcasting radio frequencies uh, that they shouldn't be. 
Uh, lots of strange stuff going on. To me, the evidence is just so overwhelming that clearly people have been abducted. And I'm not saying millions, but I'm saying at least a handful of people have been abducted and have been implanted with these things. Uh, not, not a peaceful act. Whilst a large proportion of UFOs can be explained away as having natural explanations, only a few remain. I have to disagree with that. I think there's way, way, way more than a few UFOs that have been reported that can't be explained away. I mean, they're Every day we hear of new cases that, that make it on the internet. Imagine the hundreds and hundreds of cases and thousands. People are citing these things or encountering these things in, and not reporting it. Uh, they're too busy. They live in a remote area. Who knows? But we're just, we are just examining the tip of the iceberg. It says, whilst a large proportion of UFOs can be explained away as having natural explanations, only a few remain, and it is to that small 1%, I think it's way higher than that, that I and my colleagues worldwide are trying to get to the bottom, Robinson told the Daily Star. Look, I could probably find, I don't know, 50 UFO sightings a day if I looked hard enough. I mean, if I had, let me rephrase that, if I had the adequate search tools, because as it is, uh, Google has monopolized the, the search industry. And so when you look for these stories, you end up, uh, you know, 99% of your, of your search results are just piling on the same thing that was there yesterday. If you were able to access all the reports, you could probably find 40 or 50 reports in a given day. And I would have to say, even if you assume that one of those, 1% of those were actual UFOs, you know, Take, take the totality of that. That gives us hundreds and hundreds of UFO sightings every year that are not explained. Anyway, enough of a rant. It says, what is in no doubt is that UFO enigma, UFO enigma is real, very real. It has been with us throughout time. We see this in Renaissance paintings and on cave paintings, these strange shapes and entities. Ask what aliens might want from us. Mere humans, Robinson responded, they have an agenda for sure. But we can't speculate. We wouldn't say they are peaceful due to the thousands of UFO abductions worldwide. Robertson became immersed in the world of UFOs at the age of 20 when he tried to prove all sightings were nonsense and failed. Since then, he has given lectures in the UK, Europe, and America and has discussed his theories with the likes of Amanda Holden and Steven Spielberg. He also founded Scotland's oldest current UFO society. We talked about that. And then it says, when he asked what alien... When Asked what he thinks aliens look like, Robertson said that most commonly reported sightings aren't too dissimilar from the kinds of creatures we're used to seeing in the films and TV. I have to wonder sometimes if maybe a lot of the appearance these entities takes is not in response to the generalized belief of what aliens look like. Because if you if you look back like into the 1800s, frequently the aliens look like somebody who might be working on the railroad, you know, wearing overhauls. Uh, doing some kind of a mechanical thing. It's as if, I think it seems as if these things change their appearance to uh, fit into uh, whatever the observer uh, would imagine they look like. Maybe they appear small sometimes because they don't want to be intimidating. I don't know, but there's definitely something going on here with this whole idea of the observer effect. It says, uh, his many years of Investigations have also led him to unpack a number of dramatic events, including Scotland's first ever alien abduction, 
which allegedly saw Edinburgh residents Gary Wood and Colin Wright carried away on August 17, 1992 in what is now known as the A-70 Incident. Writing about the incident for one of his best-selling books, Robertson described the pair were subjected to an astonishing and frightening experience which has stayed with them to this day. You know, a lot of these people are traumatized by these abductions. I can imagine just being snatched out of your car, snatched out of your out of your bed, taken aboard one of these ships and prodded and probed and and hoping something worse wasn't done to you. The pair had been driving on the A-70 described as a desolate stretch of road when they were confronted with a two-tier disc-shaped object which looked decidedly out of the place, hovering, now this has about 20 feet, and we said before that it was 20 meters, so it's about 65 feet above the surface of the road. Confronted, I like that word confronted, just driving along, doing your own thing, and this giant ship shows up right in your path. The men sped away and believed they had escaped, but lost about a half hour's worth of memory from the drive, and days later began experiencing headaches. So see, these guys didn't give consent. They were running away. They were victims. They were kidnapped, and they were assaulted. It was then that Robinson became involved researching the case and subjected the pair to hypnosis to better understand what had happened that night. Now, they use the word subjecting the pair to hypnosis. I, I think the better word there would be to say the began treating the pair with hypnosis. Subjecting is what happened to them on board that ship. That hypnotherapist was Helen Walters, a dear friend of mine, and someone who would treat both Gary and Colin with the utmost care, he wrote. Under hypnosis, both men recalled seeing three small entities who took them into the flying, into the flying black object and kept them there for some period of time. Both Gary and Colin are left feeling bemused by what happened to them, Robertson wrote. Well, classic case of cognitive dissonance. I mean, this is a traumatic experience. Yet again, I'm telling you, this does not uh, bode well for the notion that these things come in peace. And, and just, I, w I want to bring up two more articles here, just to demonstrate what I'm talking about. The two main things that really uh, get me about this whole UFO phenomenon, and are, quite frankly are never talked about it in any of these government reports. It just seems to be verboten. Number one, cattle mutilations. Some kind of sacrificial thing going on there. And number two, abductions. Now, we've covered this before, maybe several months ago. I just want to go with this article one more time because I think it's so pertinent. This is from foxnews.com. Uh, it was dated August 11, 2022. The title says, Cattle Mutilations Stump Law Enforcement Ranchers, the Greatest Unsolved Serial Crime Spree in History. Now, Tucker Carlson, who did some work on this, which I thought he did an excellent job, actually, for what he could, you know, for saying this on television, it says, Fox News has obtained shocking, exclusive videos of cattle mutilation scenes from the San Luis Valley in southern Colorado. Quote, it's the greatest unsolved crime spree in history, says author Chris O'Brien, who recorded the videos. He wrote about his findings in his book, Stalking the Herd, Unraveling the Cattle Mutilation Mystery. The videos depict the grisly nature of more than a dozen cattle mutilations. Mutilations differ from livestock deaths because the carcasses are found with body parts removed in an unusual fashion. Well, in a surgical fashion. The never-before footage is featured in the latest episode of Carlson's Originals, which is available now on Fox Nation. Like I said, Tucker's done some great work on the UFO phenomena. Uh, he did interview a couple of these guys that are, they have a they have a television show. There are a couple of butchers, and they talk about how this just couldn't have been done by people. Now, the article goes on and says, The San Luis cases are just a handful of more than 10,000 mutilations that have stumped ranchers and investigators across the United States for decades. 10,000. We're not including all the normal uh, predation cases or deaths from natural causes. We're talking about 10,000 cattle mutilation cases. 
Just this month, ranchers in Delta Junction, Alaska, reportedly found the remains of a cow that was missing its udder, eyes, and reproductive organs. In 2019, cowboys at Silvis Valley Ranch in eastern Oregon found five bulls mutilated in a remote stretch of forest. And we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts, about how these five bulls were found mutilated, and not a single drop of blood around the uh, cow carcass. Not one drop. When these things have, I don't know, multiple gallons of blood in them. How do you how do you kill something this big, uh, cut out cut out its organs, and not leave a single drop of blood on the ground anywhere, and no tracks? It says there was no forensic evidence of any kind left at the scene, according to Colby Marshall, vice president of the ranch at the time of the mutilations. Marshall says the bulls were missing their blood and reproductive organs when they were found. Each one of those bulls would have produced 20 calves a year for probably the next five or six years. Their overall production value was in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, he said. The ranch offered a $25,000 reward for information that would lead to an arrest. They got no credible leads. Don't you think that if this was, as I always say, a, a satanic cow tipper out there doing this, don't you think somebody would turn somebody in for $25,000? Come on. He says, I would have never thought this was possible that you could basically kill five bulls without any evidence, Marshall says. At least eight other cattle were reported missing, reported mutilated in Oregon since the Silvers Valley Ranch cases. No culprit has been identified. So five bulls and at least eight more cows mutilated. Not a single person ever found. The ones I've been involved in, we haven't solved any of them, says Sergeant Tom Work of the Lake County Oregon Sheriff's Department. There was no evidence, no clues of a suspect. Ranchers have reported mutilations for centuries, but the cases peaked in the United States in the 1970s. Investigators kind of agreed there were upwards of thousands of cases just in Colorado alone, O'Brien says. As the episode explores, in 1975, the Denver Post reported that the U.S. Bureau of Land Management canceled aerial land surveys in the area because the officials are simply afraid the helicopters might be shot down by ranchers and others frightened by cattle deaths. You know, that just sounds ridiculous to me. The Denver Post reported in 1975 that the U.S. Bureau of Land Management canceled aerial land surveys in the area because officials are simply afraid their helicopters might be shot down by ranchers and others frightened by cattle deaths. Do they have a single case of a rancher firing at a helicopter? Is there one incident of that? Do they think that these guys are so uh, criminally insane that they would shoot down a helicopter because their cattle was mutilated? This is, this is just, and frankly, insulting. On three separate occasions, sitting United States senators, including Harrison Schmidt, Republican of New Mexico, an astronaut who walked on the moon, called on the FBI to investigate the mutilations. Well, the FBI has been too far too busy investigating other things, LOL, to be worried about cattle mutilations. Either we've got a UFO situation or we've got a massive, massive conspiracy, which is enormously well-funded, he told a local paper at the time. Wow. That's, that is a U.S. senator. We have a UFO situation or we've got a massive, massive conspiracy. You know what I think? I think we have both. 
I think we have a UFO situation where these things are coming down and doing really bad things to animals and people. And I think we have a conspiracy by all the alphabet agencies to cover it up. It goes on and says, Declassified FBI documents show that in one investigation, the Bureau referred the case to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, which blamed small mammals such as foxes and possums, but didn't explain how predators or scavengers were able to make precise incisions. You know, I'm a little bit, uh, trust levels a little bit low with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services, especially, you know, considering all these missing people from these, you know, national parks and such. I don't know how much the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has to do with that. I certainly don't give, see them giving us any answers. In other instances, they claim they didn't have jurisdiction in the matter. That's called passing the buck. FBI passes the buck to Fish and Wildlife, and then Fish and Wildlife just passes the buck into the circular file. Other investigators drew different conclusions. A New Mexico state trooper named Gabe Valdez, who conducted multiple investigations, concluded that these mutilations are the work of the U.S. government. I could kind of go along with that. Work of the U.S. government in collusion with whatever these entities are, maybe. Others have suggested the mutilations have been caused by cults, ranchers, and even UFOs. Cults, that would be the satanic cow tippers. Uh, I can poke holes in any theory that's trying to explain that cattle mutilation mystery, says O'Brien. It's really difficult sign-by material. It's not true. You can't poke holes in the UFO theory because it's the only one that makes sense. Something's coming over these things, uh, not leaving tracks, snatching them up, moving them on, you know? Uh, now, there's one other article I want to carefully close, and this uh, has to do a little bit more with what these things are doing to humans. So, we've seen this uh, author interviewed and talking about do UFOs come in peace, and clearly it seems like a lot of them aren't. Secondly, we have at least 10,000 uh, cattle mutilated. Um, no explanation. Um, the FBI has reportedly investigated and uh, if they found anything they aren't telling us, lots and lots of law enforcement have invest reportedly investigated. There's never been a single case where one of these actual mutilations has been solved, as far as I know. It just seems like a giant cover-up. But the other thing that's even more concerning is, what are these UFOs doing to people, even besides the abductions, which we talked about? Now, I want to look at one last article here uh, involving the effects of humans from UFOs, and this comes to us from NewYorkPost.com. This is a really in-depth article. It covers a lot of stuff. I just want to take this little excerpt so we can kind of question what's happening here. This is about a Stanford professor, uh, Dr. Gary Nolan, who's been doing experiments on people who have encountered UFOs. We've talked about this before in the podcast. A couple of, two almost separate, very strange things going on. It says, uh, his involvement with UAP began after he was asked to use blood analysis instrumentation to help with cases of pilots who were close to alleged UAPs and horrible brain damage. When asked if he could describe the more abnormal effects on the brain observed with the MRIs, Nolan said, if you have ever looked at an MRI of somebody with multiple sclerosis, there's something called white matters disease. It's scarring. Then goes on, he says, it's a big white blob or multiple white blobs scattered through the MRI, it's essentially dead tissue with the immune system, where the immune system has attacked the brain, he continued. That's probably the closest thing that you could come to if you wanted to look at a snapshot 
from one of these individuals, you can pretty quickly see that there's something wrong. Approximately 100 patients, mostly defense or government personnel, or people working in the aerospace industry were analyzed, no one told motherboard. Now, there's also some other stuff going on here with these brain scans that gets really weird. I'm going to say that for another broadcast. Maybe we'll talk about this, talk about that next time. It, it comes out in a Vice article from about the same time. But obviously, these things are doing, doing things to people, physically altering their brains, and what appears to be damaging them. So, we have to really ask ourselves. Are these UFOs coming a piece, or are they just looking at us the same way they look at cattle? Something to come here, something to collect, to probe, to run tests on, and if you're lucky, they put you back down where they picked you up from. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.